For years, BreweryDB has been the industry's only professionally curated source of brewery knowledge and responsible for mapping millions of visits to breweries all across the United States. In early 2021, BreweryDB revealed a whole new platform with all new features for craft lovers to plan their unique brewery experience. Find, filter, search, and route your way to breweries worldwide and in your own neighborhood. To take full advantage of the optimized power of BreweryDB and to increase your brew knowledge, visit BreweryDB.com, your digital destination for brewery experiences. Good Beer Matters shares the stories of craft and culture found in every glass, and I'm excited to announce that the Good Beer Matters podcast and BreweryDB are collaborating this year to help you get to the bottom of it. Visit us at BreweryDB.com and GoodBeerMatters.net to finally have the experience you've been missing. My name is Jeremy, and this is Good Beer Matters. In the world of beer, you have to be multifaceted. You also represent the company. Here, let me empower you if someone ever asks a question about the beers. And the more people that know about this, I believe will have a better life um, and a better appreciation for the smaller things in life. Who should get it? Everyone should get it. There are bars, breweries, and staff, and then there are great bars, great breweries, and great staff. So what's the difference? I say education. Employees are the primary representatives for any beer business. The better educated they are, the better the reputation and the greater the profits. My next guest is a beer educator who will help you level up your game to better serve your guests and your business. I've studied, traveled, and tasted my way through some of the best beer the world has to offer. Over the past few years, I've also spoken to beer industry leaders from around the globe, and one thing is certain, the art, the science, and the culture of beer has more of a profound effect on us than we realize. There's a story of craft and culture found in every glass, and I intend to get to the bottom of it. These are the stories of us, of great food and the beer that brings it all together. I hope you enjoy episode 81 of Good Beer Matters with Chris Leguzaman, the beer educator. Uh, welcome to the Good Beer Matters podcast. Um, I've been watching some of your work on uh, Instagram and a few other things uh, for a little while, and uh, I, I've been hoping to chat with you about beer education, and here you are. Thank you for coming on to the Good Beer Matters podcast. Jeremy, thank you so much for having me. It's a long time coming. I think we've both been following each other and kind of like gauging, so kind of like a double dutch. This is the time to jump in. I'm excited to be on this. Well, and and uh, I think you and I are like brothers from another mother when it comes to beer, um, because beer education for me is is uh, you know the foundation of what I'm trying to do. Hence the podcast and everything that I do. Um, so today we're going to talk about beer education, uh, what you need to know, why you need to know it, who needs to know this, and and really for uh, the businesses that. Um, that are you know would, would like to have a better educated staff, uh, but you know don't want to pay for it, can't pay for it, don't know what to do. Um, what's in it for them? What's the ROI? So uh, that's kind of the the whole theme of what we're going to talk about today. But first things first, tell us more about or please, uh, Chris, introduce yourself and tell us about your background in beer. Absolutely. Uh, so hello, my name is Chris Leguzaman. 
Uh, I am based out of San Diego. I'm an advanced Cicerone, one of two in San Diego. Um, the other one being Morgan Tenwick. She's over at Juneshine. And I work at Pure Project. I'm the education program manager, which simply put, I'm the liaison between the back of the house to the front of the house. So I always found there was a disconnect between the two departments. And I made it a hyper focus to be that glue between the two. I worked at Alesmith. I've worked at Stone Brewing. I've worked for some of the biggest and best breweries in the world. And I've always found that disconnect. So luckily with Pure Project, when I was one of 13 employees, I made that a point of emphasis. Uh, I believe that connection is the most crucial connection um, into understanding what beer is and what they do behind the scenes. Um, what else do I do? I am a content creator on Instagram, Chris.TheBeerEducator. There I'm doing a virtual book club, kind of go over um, my favorite beer book, which is The Beer Bible by Jeff Allworth. I will have guest speakers. Uh, there is a curated six-pack that go with readings. And then to take it to the next level, we're going to do Sensory with Sample Locks. Um, it's a subgroup of Draft Lab by Lindsay Barr. And we're going to be trying the beers, gauging each other's uh, sensory skills, and then just comparing notes, which is going to be really bringing a, an awesome, um, engaging community of beer drinker, beer learners. That's fantastic. And at the very end, we'll we'll make sure I have all these links so I can put them in the show notes. Um, but let's drill down into something you said. Um, I've also had the experience working at different breweries where you have the brewery staff and then you have the front of house staff or you have the you have the pub staff. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I've seen where, you know, the brewery staff just kind of walks around like they're the they're the rock stars and and the <laughs> and the pub staff is is just kind of is just kind of there to be part of it all. And and um, right. and I've seen where uh, where it's no no one is greater than the other, but they're definitely separate. They, they don't intermingle. Uh, not mm-hmm. really. And then, of course, I've seen where, you know, the the brewery staff comes out and hangs out and has a beer and, and talks to all the front of the house staff and there's really open communication. I've kind of seen, um, you know, the several differences there. What, why is there a disconnect between, uh, the brewery staff and the pub staff? That's a, that's a really interesting question. And I've kind of like tried to sit down and, and see it. There are of course different personalities. Um, when you're in the back of the house, you're so focused on making this amazing product that basically, um, moves the company. I mean, at the end of the day, a brewery that doesn't make great beer, you kind of fall short. So they're so focused, they're hitting processes, everything is so particular. And then you go up front, a little bit more laid back, a little bit more casual, a little bit more of your human to human interaction. So you just see a little bit of disconnect. I've, I've, I've always just wondered why isn't there that we're the same team moving forward? Um, I, don't, I don't know, I think it has to be more of an emphasis as a company, as you move forward to really make that glue. And if you don't have that glue between the chefs and the servers, as if it were a restaurant, you kind of find a, you kind of find like, oh, I'm trying to represent what you're doing, but I don't really know what's in this beverage. So I'm just going to talk about it on my own terms. And you really got to build that glue, not just after a shift, having a beer, but really get that conversation going really started building those links and those bridges between them. I've, I really don't know the answer. I've, I've worked at the smallest and I've worked at the biggest breweries and I see it everywhere. I really do. I wonder, and, and this is a horrible, gross generalization, but I've, I've seen this 
prove itself to me time and time again where people in the back of the house, whether it's the kitchen or or back of the brewery, um, they tend to be more reserved. They tend to be quieter, a little mm-hmm. bit more introverted, um, you know, kind of a tighter group. Whereas, you know, front of the house staff, by the nature of their job, you have to go out and talk to strangers and 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 turn turn it on and perform. Um, yeah. And and so I, I can imagine that, you know, if, if I were a brewer in the back of the house, one, I'm tired, I'm hot, I'm sweaty. Um, and, and, uh, and, and frankly, um, if I, if I work with a bunch of stainless steel and uh, hoses and cleaning solution all day long, then I may be less inclined to go out and just chitty chat with, uh, with guests and with staff about the brewing process. That's a great, great way to put it. I mean, it's a whole different animal, um, kind of like the front of the house are the seekers. They're going out, they're touching tables, kind of like a, kind of like a hummingbird while with. Um, back of the house, it's more of like a pack. They're close knit. They're talking with each other, uh, strong communication, and they kind of know each other. Um, just two different, two different roles. And yeah, I mean, they really don't see eye to eye on a lot of things, and that's just by the nature of the of the role. But I'm curious. Yeah, um, it's, it's one of those you just got to work towards it. We're all family at the end of the day. So your brother and sister that you don't get along with because you may be of this different genders, different sex, and you're like, oh, you know what? We can still find similarities, and hopefully, we can bring some communication. Yeah, and and I I, I would make it sound like a, like soccer. You've got forwards and you've got goalies, and they're on the same team, but they're two completely different positions, two completely different people. Oh yeah. Um. So what what inspired you uh, to to do everything you've done in beer? I mean, wh- what was what was the impetus behind all this? Uh, great question. Kind of like you, Jeremy, it's the more you give back to the community, community around you, community as in the beer community, which now extends. I mean, we'll have listeners from all around the nation, if not the world. You realize if the more I give back, the better it feels. So for me, um, I wholeheartedly believe in beer because it's this, this, this rabbit hole of just information. And I'm a very curious minded person. I have a physics degree and I'm just thinking where, wait, why does that exist? And then you just keep finding more information. And then I, I step back and I'm like, okay, too much information. I got to relax or I got to tell someone how there's like really awesome nugget of information that would really create a splashing impact on someone. So, and then I just got excited and I said, Hey, you know what? I'm just going to, I'm just going to be a tour guide. You know, I was, a, I was a pub server, small little walk-in closet of a spot. And then I was. I just had this 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 awesome energy when when I was excited to tell someone about an IPA or something that we just released at the pub, and people would look at me. This is back in Pennsylvania, running Pennsylvania, and they would just look at me. They're like, "It's just beer," and I'm like, "Oh, I'm in the wrong market." So then I move over to San Diego, found a job as a tour guide. That's where you're able to captivate people's imagination. You're able to change the stigma of a subject, which Back in 2014, 2015, beer really wasn't up to the level where it is now and highly revered. So I was able to change that stigma and really blow their minds with a variety of different styles. And that's that was kind of always my my thing is changing people's perspective and making other people passionate about what I'm passionate about, which just happens to be a fermented beverage. You know, like, like you, I love not just telling someone about, hey, here's this new um this new lager and it has mm-hmm. these flavors in it. Um, and, and it go great. It goes great with this dish. I love telling people about, you know, th- those people who are interested, of course, um, 
the story behind the beer and the history behind the beer and and why it is the way it is and and it just kind of following if you follow the path of beer you kind of see the story of culture and history mm-hmm. and and politics and and everything that's gone on um for those people who are interested in this sort of stuff it it's you learn the story of the beer you'll never forget the beer ever again it, it's i, I find absolutely. it just absolutely fascinating it is. That's that's the best way to put it. Um, and then the more you learn to appreciate it, um, it is a very expensive hobby beverage to get into, kind of like wine um, nowadays. So your dollar really does matter more than ever. So the more you know about it, the more you learn to appreciate it, the more you're able to add value to that to that experience. So it's it's almost we would do it a disservice if we just think that all these raw cost, all these raw materials from all around the world coming together at your small little pub in your in your town that you're living in curate uh created by um someone who lives in your town's hands uh, put on a draft system poured into a glass that is just oh another ipa you really do a disservice you got to give it some content for sure i totally in fact um i i I think a great uh analogy is beer is is just like moon rocks if you show someone a moon rock and you don't tell them what it is, they'll think, oh, neat, you have a rock, so what? But if you tell them, mm-hmm. no, this rock came from the moon, and do you know what it took to get this rock from the moon into my hand and in front of your eyes right now? To me, that's kind of what beer is. Absolutely. Absolutely. We, we bring the value to it when you finally know what it's about. Yeah. That's great. That's a great analogy, honestly. Yeah. Well, f- feel free to use it. But it, to me, it's, <laughs> it's just, it, it's uh, it's apt um, just because uh, I still to this day, I'll geek out about something. And of course, my poor wife, I, I, I share all this stuff because I, I can't just keep it bottled in. And my kids are a little <laughs> too young to know what I'm talking about. Um, but, uh, but she has learned more about beer than she ever wanted to know. And, and, uh, just because this stuff, this, this stuff matters. But, um, uh, but on a more personal note, Chris, mm-hmm. what have you personally gained uh, from this knowledge of beer? I mean, knowledge, understanding, um, surely uh, those millions of dollars uh, that are promised to you when you become an advanced Cicerone will be coming your way shortly. <laughs> but besides that, what have you, what have you personally gained? Um. In terms of in terms of like the Cicerone, like in terms of the accomplishments, the recent accomplishments, quote unquote accomplishments, or just learning more about beer. Really, really the whole experience. I mean, you you have experiences and knowledge at this point now. Mm-hmm. How has that how has that benefited you personally? Yeah, um, it's it's one of those, and you and I see eye to eye with this subject where. You find yourself absolutely engaged and and just enthralled in the these waves of beer knowledge, beer history, and at times it can seem like a very isolate, separated, um, hot, uh, like passion, if you will. But then when you build a community around you, it's this. Oh my gosh, we all see the same way. We see the world the same way. Um, that's been the most the most like gratifying that's worth more than any hundreds and thousands of dollars um is that idea of like building a community of like-minded beer drinkers people who see the world the way i see it um or at least as close to as i see it um it's been that the smaller things in life matter way more um we we beers can be just beer coffee can just be coffee 
But then when you find out there's actually fermentation that goes behind both sourcing of ingredients, um, hands that were cultivating this beautiful, beautiful agricultural product, it becomes way bigger. So for me, it's enjoying the small things in life. That's what the beer, the beer world has provided for me. And just building, having the ability to build a community, basically (laughs) it's almost like building a fraternity, uh, slash sorority of just drinkers that are just like, I'm, we're all like an army. We're all stoked to stoke other people out. And the more people that know about this, the better they'll, I believe, will have a better life um, and a better appreciation for the smaller things in life, if that makes sense. Totally. Okay. Totally. Yeah, I, I, I feel like uh, not everyone wants to go to uh, beer nerd land uh, where I go uh, most of the time. But right. um, just a couple of weeks ago, I attended my first homebrew club meeting, uh, you know, since before the pandemic started. And it, it just felt so good to be around <laughs> my tribe to kind of like, exactly. oh, OK, good. I'm I, I'm not weird. I thought I was starting to get a little weird there. No, no, no. A hundred percent. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so with all this knowledge and this experience and this push for something better, not everyone wants to follow us there. Not everyone sees the benefit of this. Um, so to that point, you know, when you visit other bars, other tap rooms, other restaurants, whatever it may be, um, shoot, even grocery stores, whatever it may be, um, what, what are the problems you see in these places uh, who, don't, um, who don't put a priority on better beer education? That's a good question. Um, it's it's a really interesting. Um, how do I say this? So in the world of beer, you have to be multifaceted. Um, your marketing has to be great. Your labels have to be great. Your beer has to be stored correctly. Um, you should know what's in the bottle. You should also have a high high level for hospitality and service. So I always gauge and grade others. Like like you're saying, grocery stores, going to bars, going to breweries someone always is great at, at one of those singular areas. Maybe if you're not, if you don't really understand, let's say this obscure style Belgian single, which you really don't see here in the United States, but your hospitality, you're welcoming you. When you serve the beer, the logos are out facing towards the customer. I'll notice those. And I'll say, Holy smokes. Maybe, maybe they don't know about beer education, but they know how to at least present the beer. So it's, I, I always like look at it in different manners. Um, ideally, if if we start talking about beer and then they're like, oh, whoa, how did you learn? I would kind of be like, oh, hey, just check out the social media. I'm doing this free program. And then that's kind of up to you. But you should know the basics. I mean, you should, you should be able to talk the talk. Um, and you should be able to represent the company as best as you can. Um, and the emphasis has to come from top down. So... It's the owners, the managers, if they believe in it, if the culture is created from there, they'll seep down into um, the staff. So it comes from the top down and hopefully you're either nailing it with hospitality and a little bit of beer knowledge or on the on the inverse. I've seen beer knowledge to the roof with zero hospitality. Mm-hmm. And I sit there dumbfounded and I'm like, oh, that also swayed my my experience a different way. You might have known everything about beer, but you weren't even making eye contact or or even or even acknowledging. I don't know. It's it's one of those. You got you got to be you got to find a happy medium. So um, as long as you're great at one of them, 
you can suffice the other and you can start working towards it as long as you're conscious about it. Yeah, you know, I, I think about some of those places I've been to where um, the server or the bartender knew way too much about the food or the drinks, and they wanted to make damn sure you knew how much they knew about these things. Mm-hmm. And, it, and almost it felt uncomfortable because it, it almost beca- it became like um, uh, they were gracing us with their knowledge, and we showed up t- for a lecture when I was hoping for dinner. Um, exactly. And and uh, and I think you mentioned this earlier that you know being Cicerone, but you know literally speaking, is meant to be a guide. And I, and I always think about um, back in the day, it was an outdoor guide or a scuba diving guide or someone who guides you up uh, Kilimanjaro or whatever, mm-hmm. or, or guides you through a, a an old museum. Um, you're not there to impress people. You're there to give deliver on an experience using exactly. your knowledge, using your tactic, using your strategy, using your your subtle nuances of facing that logo forward um, and using the right glass. You know, all, all I need is a vessel to get the beer to my mouth, and that's all that matters. But having the nice glass, that's just style. You know, it, you know, you take a musician, anyone can play four chords on a guitar, but you give it to uh, someone like Jimi Hendrix. Now there's a whole different level of style um, on those same four chords. And, and kind of that's, that's what I'm taking away from what you're saying. Absolutely. And it's, 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 I, I, I challenge the current beer server. Um, Cause I mean, at the end of the day, those beer servers represent the entire company. Uh, there should be more value into uh, your staff, front of the house. Um, that's why I so, focus so much on beer education. Um, but beer staff, uh, especially front of the house, focus on how you want to approach this beer and then tailor them, kind of like you were saying, guide them through different passages. There are different ways to describe the beer. Look at textures, open up the door and talk maybe a, a touch about ingredients so that then when they come back up front, they, they ask and they're like, wait, you said organic strawberries? Oh, yeah, local organic strawberries here in Escondido, JR Organics. And you could just kind of like give them a little bit of, uh, of, of uh, almost like a nugget. And then they're going to come back and like, wait, what was one, one more time? What you said that was a, a six week process to make this? Oh, how so? There you go. So as beer tenders come correct, come ready, come ready to just blow some minds. And, and you have, you're driving the wheel. You're curating the experience. Take a lot of ownership, take a lot of pride, and then just have fun with it. You know, the more well-rounded you are, the more comfortable you are steering them and guiding them into different experiences that will make your brewery slash tasting room or bottle shop a more impactful one that they will say, whoa, we have to go back to that one bottle shop. That was, I didn't even, they, they took me on a journey that I wasn't even expecting to go about blank. Nice. And it's funny. I've been, um, I've been, uh, well, I listen to a lot of audiobooks, and, um, I've listened to a book about storytelling and, mm-hmm. and just having that ability to kind of move the listener along the story and, and just leave like little, uh, nuggets that, you know, that don't resolve, um, you know, just a little part of the story that kind of finishes the story, but it doesn't quite resolve. So it almost right. begs the listener to ask, well, what happened next? And, and, and um, to be able to do that as a server, to kind of give just a little snippet about the beer, but leave that little um, 
that little cliffhanger. Uh, that little cliffhanger. Thank you. Uh, leave it just a little bit of a cliffhanger, so that when you come back to the table, they they ask another question, and then you leave another cliffhanger. Then they ask another question, and, and it's just to be able to do that. And this is a very advanced skill for servers and bartenders, but this is a skill that translates to everywhere you go, social situations, professional situations. Mm-hmm. And and but to be able to do that to get people you know hanging on every word then it's just it, that that's for me that's kind of like that is the uh, the height of the profession of being able to carry some along this journey. I've got a question for you. How are you engaging with your customers? Are you adding value or just vying for attention? If you have a business, then you are an authority and should be regarded as a partner in everyone's mutual success. But getting that message across in the first place, that's the trick. At Mountain Sea Media, I use education and storytelling to keep your brand on top of mind. So if you're done with ineffective marketing and want to create more impact, I want Mountain Sea Media to be your resource for high-value branded content. Contact me at jeremy at mountainseamedia.com to explore the possibilities. After all, it's your story. I'll help you tell it. Absolutely. And I mean, we could take it to the next level. Uh, as a tour guide, I've taught and I've trained a lot of people behind, like to, to conduct tours and body language, uh, oh, cadence yeah. in your voice, um, hands, the way you move, the way you, uh, you are able to point top down, bottom top, moving them across. Um, all of those come into the entire, of, of course, I am. I, I like nerd out about the overall experience because at the end of the day, I put my, my I put myself in their shoes and think, what would be that experience if I walked into insert whatever brewery that I've always wanted to go to or a bottle shop that I've only like read about in like Beer Advocate or Good Beer Hunting. And you're just like, I, I can't wait to go to Minnesota. I can't wait to check out that Minneapolis spot. I can't wait to be there and then how would I want to be experienced? Like how do, what would I want to see? And, and for me, that cliffhangers were like, you, you get that little bit of nugget, you go back to your table and you say, whoa, you know, this beer actually uses blank. And then the person around you is like, oh, that's kind of cool. Wait, how did you know that? Oh, the beer tire told me that's, that's pretty rad. And then you just go about your conversation and it just, it just grows within that conversation in the back of your mind. And you have to come back and say, what is what tell me another one like what else uses that oh okay cool and you just start connecting dots and it just i don't know it's that's that's the way my mind works and it works way more complex than the average beer tender but that's that's it well and and so i i want to i want to plug something real quick and it's very yeah. related to what we're talking about um i had it on on this podcast i had a conversation with alice cheng from culinary agents about um, people who work in the service industry. They're often uh, looked down upon, that they're just the servers. They they move uh, orders and food from one place to the other, and that's the extent of it. Of course, you and I know better, and we're discussing mm-hmm. um, all these skills, all these this this performance that, uh, that servers who've been doing it a while can learn to get better at, um, these nuances, this uh, paying attention to these... Um, the, the different ways to hold your body, uh, change your voice, know, uh, know, yeah. know your product, have your story. Um, th- this skill set that servers and bartenders and wh- whoever you are listening to this, the skill set that you learn 
uh, may not seem to directly translate outside of the service industry and other situations, but I promise you, I guarantee you, it will set you up for incredible success if you lean into this and you learn these skills and uh, and learn to apply them elsewhere. Um, in that whole podcast with uh, Alice, we talked about this thing: how do how do these how 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 does the skill set you learn in the service industry translate um, to something? Um, you know, better within the service industry or or beyond and outside. I'm gonna have to check out that Alice Chang uh, segment. I mean, that's it's it's again like we said from the very beginning, like finding uh, people that align with what we believe in and building community. So that sounds like right up my alley. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna have to check it out now. Well, and it's the reason why we'll watch, uh, you know, shows like Chef's Table is because you mm-hmm. know it, it, I just want to go get a bite to eat. But Chef's Table is about you know. Um, you know, the art and the experience of the food, it, you can do the same thing on the service level. And, and it's not as hard as it seems. And this is what you and I are talking about today. So moving on to the next uh, kind of segment of this is, you know, it, there, there's a lot that, that um, servers can learn to do a better job. But when it comes to knowing about beer, uh, let, let's focus on the front of the house, the servers, even the bussers, bartenders. Right. Um, what what should they really know? From someone who's just getting started all the way to someone who's been working in a brewery for years, what should they know about beer? That's such a that's such a that's such a big question. Um, well, start with the the new person. I mean, wh- what what would you train the new people to learn? Um, big one is going to be a common lexicon amongst what that particular company um, uses. So let's say if you're at a brewery or let's say whatever establishment and you say, oh, it's kind of boozy with this beautiful flower flavor to it. Um, I've made it an emphasis to not use the word boozy as a lexicon in the brewery that I work at right now because I find it to have a really harsh stigma it doesn't sound appealing even the word sweet um which we do make beers that use organic from all maple syrup and i'm like hey when you say sweet let's say if you go to a a tiki bar and someone says oh it's a sweet cocktail nine times out of ten most people are gonna be like sweet nope or bitter maybe you might find a couple but just understanding the common lexicon is going to be the most important um there's when it comes to in terms of like um beer knowledge you should it's really interesting without getting too nerdy with it you should know what the style of the product is being poured um style is almost like too important and three main descriptors for that type of beer from there three main descriptors you should be able to describe a beer in at least three words if you can't let's revisit you could talk about the aroma. You could talk about the flavor. You could talk about the texture. You could talk about the overall experience. There are so many different nuggets. Just give me three descriptors, um, especially. So with our back at Alesmith, we had a beer, a beer, um, a, a busser, and he would go around and pick up glassware, and people would ask for his recommendation. We never realized it. You never, with all in all honesty, never really empowered the busser to to know but at the end of the day i sat back and i'm just a beer tender in, in that era of my career and i said whoa we got to empower the 
busser because the busser is actually making great connections with our guests. So we would walk them through and say, hey, this is the style. These are the three. How would you describe this? And he would give us his three. And we're like, okay, I, I really love what you said there, but let's adjust the common lexicon to this. And then he's like, okay, perfect. So if someone orders this, I could recommend this. And we're like, yep, absolutely. And, and then you could like get more in depth and say, what would you pair this with? But for me, common language on three different descriptors of a beer. And then you should know your beer style. Um, hops really isn't too much. Afterwards, you could build upon, but understanding the face value, and then you could, you could pull back the current and learn a little bit more. So how do you feel about the full gamut of beer stats? Like, obviously, uh, ABV and IBUs <laughs> are common, but how do you feel about SRM, OG, FG? Um, it's really interesting because I was at Russian River um, when I was taking my certified Cicerone exam, and I looked at the board, and I, I think it's OG that they have. OG, and I stared at that number. I was like, how much does that matter in that entire, like in that space on that tap list? And I was so confused. And I was like, does that really imply anything um, for the average person? So I always put myself in the average person um, shoes and what they want to get out of it and what's great information. And then what's supplementary auxiliary information that will create a better experience. But yeah, FGs, OGs, uh, even IBUs, I was talking to, I was talking to um, Winslow Sawyer, head brewer, uh, direct, well, director of production of, um, or chief of operations of, uh, of Pure Project. And I was like, hey, did Nothing Is Real come out less? What was the pH level of Nothing Is Real? And he really blew my mind yesterday. This is literally uh, 24 hours ago. And he said, pH and sour beers really don't correlate and I was like, whoa, wait a minute. But they put pH levels on the bottle and they're like, it's all about titrated um, acidity. So like if you have a, it's kind of like IBUs. If you have a very malt, big imperial style with 50 IBUs, but then you have a, a, a pale ale with 50 IBUs, one's going to be perceived more bitter. Mm -hmm. Same thing with pH levels. And I sat there and I was like, holy smokes. So the pH doesn't matter. And he's like, yeah, but like adjusting pH in terms of water and of a grain bill are totally different. And I just sat, I, I'm still dumbfounded actually. So sometimes the stats don't matter as harsh. They're not as important if you can relay the perceived bitterness, perceived acidity, if you can describe those experiences in a very user-friendly manner. I think those are extremely important. I, I seem to think, I, you know, granted, so I, you know, I'm a home brewer and a certified brewer and blah, 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 blah. Right, um, right. So when I see that stuff, I know what it means. I know how to translate that into uh, normal human being English. And, and that means something to me. So I personally kind of like seeing that stuff because I can draw conclusions about the beer. I can, I can formulate, you know, the, what the beer is going to be like before I ever taste it and, and be pretty darn close. Right. Um, but not everyone can. Not ev not everyone cares. But my my thought is by putting up the OG, the FG, the SRM, um, uh, even putting up like IBUs, which uh, you know this is one of those uh, topics where I just tell mm -hmm. people don't get me started. That that's a, <laughs> um, it sounds like pH is similar 
where if, if you were to put up like IABUs 50 and then underneath that kind of in parentheses perceived bitterness, you know, 40, you know, something like that. To right. me, uh, for anyone who's curious, like you and I are, anyone who's interested, they may actually ask, what does this mean? Right. And and that to me is an opener for a conversation and interaction and engagement and better education. So I almost want to use that as a little cliffhanger of like, hey, I'm going to put this stuff out in front of you. And if you want it, if you want to understand it, we'll help you understand it. If you don't care, then you can just you can just go about your day and wonder what all that stuff meant. And I I totally agree with that. It's it, it's so interesting. Like I I've I've put myself in in the lives of other people um from the average consumer that has i mean i mean i it's i'm really a step back where in different roads someone who just has saved up for this moment um is ready to splurge on an eight dollar 16 ounce beverage um but doesn't really know how much would they want to know where they at um, and then I was thinking about like the, the home brewer, oh, the home brewer is going to stoke out, um, locally, there's a great brewery called Virgin and Virgin puts all the malt and hops that they use. Ooh, yeah. They're one of the very, the one of the very few. And you're like, oh, unmalted wheat. Okay. Oh, carafoam. Okay. And then you just sit there and you're like, I don't, I've never homebrewed with that. I gotta, I really gotta use some carafoam into my, uh, uh, into my, my grain bill. So those are like. You you work the you work both, and hopefully you can maximize on both, um, without being too. This is a homebrew versus this is this is a very vague, a beer that we made. So you kind of have to find a sweet spot sweet spot between the both, because um, I was again another step back is how many people craft brewing is in still a niche how 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 can we um bring people in without inundating them with too much oh if you don't know this you really don't know craft beer so that pretentious it, there's a really fine balance between the two but educating your staff educating your sales force to know these and feel, feel very comfortable just in case you do find the different um people uh, coming in from different uh, paths of life to to be able to curate that experience for them. So it goes at the end of the day to the, to the server. But yeah, it's a lot of information that the server has to, has to be on top of if they want to be that type of server. Agreed. Agreed. But I, I just think about uh, you've got, be, you know, beginner uh, you, I, I think about uh, going to any brewery. You've got my dad, who um, he he likes the uh, you know American lagers, and and he calls them sissy beers. So whenever we go to a brewery and he can't find mm-hmm. Coors Light, he asks me or the server, "I like sissy beers. What should I have?" And sound oh, sounds like you're uh, pouring yourself uh, uh, a beer as well. Uh, but he, uh, he'll ask for, uh, you know, what he calls a sissy beer and, and just kind of understanding that, you know, that you've got a beginner coming to this place. And then you have someone like you or me or anyone else who has brewed, has done this, um, and understands all this stuff. It's like, I, I kind of want to know your process. I, I want to know how you do things. You, you right. I want to, I want to peek behind the scenes of your craft, um, and kind of get a better understanding of the brewery's personality. And, um, 
and and to have to have the ability to have both my father and me show up and be equally uh, um, uh, well to enjoy yourselves equally is is kind of a trick, but I think that's one way of doing it. It is. It is. Um, there has to be a lot of finesse. Also, one like important thing that uh, Pure Brewing does, and this is completely Matt Robar, who's one of the co-founders' idea. He was like, Chris, really great at talking about where the beer comes from, the mentality that we went into it. Um, what if you do an IG live? We release two new beers every two weeks, and you just talk about them. And you, or you're able to ask, like, provide all this awesome information that it gives a more in-depth experience. So by the time IG Live comes out on Tuesday and Thursday, the viewer already knows what to expect and what they're getting into. And like, kind of like the, like you were saying, the chef's table, they're like, they're already leaning in and they're like, okay, cool. Okay. Okay. And it's spunned. So it's naturally fermented. Okay. Naturally carbonated. And that's, I think there's, breweries need to have way more transparency on a social media point of view. And then that also empowers the servers. Servers can watch that and get a rundown on the beer. And then by the time someone like your father as your, and yourself come in, they're able to curate and talk about the beer in different uh, tempos, if you will. So, yeah. yeah, I think it comes from the company needs to allow more transparency on, on what they do and what their intentions with the beer is. And that creates that that's that comes from the top down. That comes from the brewers talking with the servers and a an effort, an actual effort to building that bridge. Well, I'd, I want to circle back around to something you talked mm -hmm. about a, a bit ago. Um, you talked about how, um, you know, you know, you've seen uh, busters get asked about beer and, and have have their own engagement. And, and that's so that's just one person who's not a server, uh, who's right. not a bartender, you know, the front line. You, but you have the secondary and the tertiary lines, um, the host, the the busser, mm -hmm. what it, and even the back of the staff or the back of the house staff in the kitchen. Um, and, of course, the brewers, at some point, they're going to go out uh, and have a beer at a different place and someone's going to want to ask them a question or they'll evaluate stuff. So who should know this information and, and, and what's the value in it? Great question. Um, who should know the information that goes on to your philosophy as a company. If you don't believe that every single employee, every single teammate, 100% represents your company then you are out of your mind um you have to wholeheartedly believe that every single person that's underneath your staff has to know should know and should have the opportunity to know um that should be the mentality 100 percent um i've i've represented the company uh the person who picks up the glassware which is also me <laughs> represents the company uh, the person who makes the beer represents the company. And when they go out and they see that logo, they see that you have a fan of that brewery, you have to be able to say, hey, you also represent the company. Here, let me empower you if someone ever asks a question about the beers. Because we dedicate more time at that company than we do for our own personal life half the time. It really, we really do. We, I see, I work 40 hours, wait, <laughs> I work a lot of hours um, and I don't really spend time with my friends as much. So if I'm dedicating so much hours to this, 
you should be able to feel confident about the subject. So I, I, it was one of those after, after that buster came up and he said, I'm actually getting asked more questions about recommendations than you are all are <laughs> behind the bar. I sat there and I was like, Oh, we got to change this whole mentality of education has to be for everybody. Education. You should be able to get that information at the palm of your hands. And luckily, thanks to the digital era of Slack, Google Drive, there are abilities to have all the information at the palm of your hand and readily available and easily digestible for your staff. So who 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 should get it? Everyone should get it. And no employee should feel like they're being shunned from a subject because that creates disconnect um, and, there, and favoritism and and very, really human um, negativity where, um, oh, I'm not part of this group. That's interesting. I'm probably going to find my way out the door and I'm going to find a group that does want to include me into this valuable information. So yeah. I would say with everybody. Well, like you and I were talking about the top of the show where, you know, you're going to find your tribe. And, yeah. and, and you're going to find if, if you work at a brewery where people are just like, yeah, we're just putting out some stuff and I don't really care. And if yeah. if you do care, then you're going to leave and go somewhere else and find a brewery that does care, and or or a restaurant or whatever it may be. Um, Absolutely. Uh, so the value of the of educating your staff is there. What's where's the value? Or, I'm sorry. What's the ROI in a business to have a better educated staff? Oof. It's 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 almost priceless. Uh, it's because honestly, it it is hard yeah. to quantify it. It is oh, hard. Yeah. It is hard to say this will lead to this X amount of more dollars per month. So, I'm sorry. Go on, but it, it is it is hard to kind of put in on a, oh, yeah, on paper. I've uh, at other breweries, I've like written out a proposal, like, hey, there should be like a little bit of like a reimbursement if I do if if any of the uh, staff goes for a certified cicerone, it adds perceived value to the brewery, and they're like, well, what's the what's the quantum number? Like, where's the numbers? And I'm like, uh, there is no numbers. There, there are no numbers. Uh, but, um, what is the value of a Yelp review where, what is the value? So let's just bring, I know Yelp untapped. I get those people hate them. People love them, but they do guide our, our choices. So, um, for anyone tuning in, may they be a business owner or, um, staff, go back and look up look up the company you work at. See where they rank. Oh, we are the twentieth in. When you look at a beer, craft beer, and in, insert whatever city you're in, you're the twentieth. Okay, we have a two point three star rating. And yes, people more are likely to to uh, provide a, a negative uh, comment instead of a positive one. But switch that. Make that the mentality of we want to be the best. We want to be the highest rated Yelp um, company in, in in our town when you look up certain things. Because that actually profitability is going to help out a lot more. Now, how do you curate a better Yelp experience? A more educated staff. More educated staff, both in terms of hospitality, in terms of um and in terms of beer knowledge, it goes hand in hand. And I just want to make it an emphasis that hospitality should not go unseen. It is it is something that you work at. It provide it's a lot of effort. It's a whole lot of energy and uh, being quite honest, especially during a pandemic where 
there is a lot of negativity. There's a lot of, of rules that we're trying to abide with to stay open as a company. It is exhausting. And it is, I'm not, I'm not going to go into that, but it's, it's exhausting. So yeah, we really sure. do try. Um, but yeah, how does it uh, correlate to uh, the, the bottom line? Better Yelp better uh, people are going to look up people are going to be visiting let's say you're in tucson i'm visiting tucson i'm going to go to craft brewery on yelp and i'm going to see which one's the top two top three and if your brewery is not on there mm, most likely i'm probably not going to go to the next page and check it out um in terms of bottle sales you have someone in that tasting room that small little hey that ipa just canned this week Oh, was it really that bit of knowledge from the from the canning line? You now sold that that can, that four pack, that twenty two dollar four pack immediately, and people say, "Oh, that's fresh." And then you go in a little bit, and you just you hook and reel, and you say, "The fresher, the better." Um, you really want those hops to really pop, and they're like, "You're right." Boom! That it's like a chess game. So the more educated your staff is, on top of when things were packaged, kegged. Uh, three-word descriptors, correlating. They really love this frambois, spontaneously fermented uh, barrel-aged sour with, with raspberries. Oh, try to find something that does have raspberries. Or if you really like the acidity level of that, even though we don't have it for to-go, the acidity level is very similar to the acidity level of this Flanders red. How so? You could kind of geek out on cultures, again perceived acidity and then a little bit of almost like black currants like those little dark cherry notes a little bit of like toast a little touch of caramel you're right there guiding them to a whole different bottle that they didn't try but they're willing to um believe and show that they're listening by purchasing purchasing power is extremely important so both customer reviews and purchasing power they might not seem like 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 education's the the, the 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 crooks, but education is the reason why we're able to upsell and be a a, a, a choice on Yelp. Well, and and uh, I I firmly believe in kind of recap what you just said. There is mm -hmm. a direct line between better education and greater sales. It's just that line is not a straight line. <laughs> it's a, <Yeah>. it's <laughs> um, and and there's a lot of traction and momentum uh, and art and style and flair and they're involved with all that too, from my experience. But um, but for these businesses, uh, these breweries, these tap rooms, these uh, whatever they are. Um, there's a there's a lot that are like you know hey I'd love to hire Chris the beer educator at Advanced Cicerone, um, uh, but I I'm I'm not going to train anyone. Um, and then there are those uh, places where it's like yeah we we will show you what we can. We have a training program. Um, we will reimburse you for your first level Cicerone. Um, right. uh, what can businesses do to help better educate their staff? Uh, just from a simple starting today, what can they do? Um, simple as starting today. Um, I, that's, a, that's, a, that's a great question. So normally it's like hit the books. Normally it's uh, <laughs> go on Chris, stop the beer educator and watch the, the IGTVs or go on sister on YouTube um, where they did the styles. But if we're going today, take a pause and look, okay, 
ask the simple question to the staff. Is there anything on that board that you don't understand? Um, and then you should have a point of reference of someone who knows, someone who's educated enough on that style, maybe the manager. Managers should really know what the whole purpose of that beer is. And just ask your staff, hey, we're going to take 15 minutes off the floor. We're going to reconvene and we're going to say, hey, we're going to walk down that, that tap list and we're just going to talk about it. The more, instead of just throwing you on the floor and saying, hey, you have even you don't know anything about that beer, jump on it, try to sell it. That's impossible. And if, if anything, I've heard too many beer tenders say, well, no one's told me anything about that beer. So I would even, I don't even know. And they show the insecurities to the guests. So take time with your staff and then talk with the back of the house. I mean, it's, it is all just simple conversation. Talk with your back of the staff, back of the house, ask them what the information about the beer is, and then relay that to your staff. Take them off the floor. What I do as uh, in my professional role is I create brand sheets that are easy to understand, easy to read. They are uploaded on Slack for all of my staff to read. And staff then hits an icon seeing that they've read it. And they review it before the shift, go into the floor, feeling prepared. So it's relay the message of what each one of those beers means, how you can represent it and really empower them that way. It is taking the time, it's taking the energy, and it's communicating. That's great. Um, you know, I, I, just to tag on to that, even if, if you don't have Slack, if, you're not, if you don't have uh, Chris the Beer Educator in your, in your brewery, then ju- just start <laughs> with, hey, this is, um, you know, today we're going to taste the Kolsch. And um, I don't know anything right. about the Kolsch, but let's just look it up real quick. Um, on the BJCP app, it's, it's right. free, it's easy. Um, so this this is what I taste. This is a little snippet of it. Okay, so today is going to be Kolsch day. Let's go out and sell some Kolsch. Um, yeah, that's just the way I've seen people mm-hmm. doing who don't have a sophisticated training program. It can be that simple, like, tell me what you taste. All right, this is the theme for the day. Perfect, exactly. Um, and then just say, hey, BJCP, you just dropped a, a nice little nugget right there. BJCP. Oh, if you want to read a little bit more, possibly check out Tasting Beer. We have a couple of those copies in our office. Uh, flip through the pages. It's pages 65 to 67. Okay, cool. On my lunch, I'll gladly love into look into that. Or after my shift, I'm going to grab a pint of that Kolsch and I'm going to flip through those three pages. You know, that's yeah. the small little nuggets. You're empowering them. Yeah. And, and it's quite enjoyable if you ask me, but, um, <laughs> it really is. right. Um, so th- again, okay. Th- we, we have an educated staff. Uh, the, the company is on board, the brewery's on board. How does, and last big question before we start winding down, um, how does, uh, the beer education lend to a better customer experience? And I think we touched on this before, but I kind of ask you to land the plane. Yeah. Um, it's, it really is. It really is everything um, for the customer experience. If, if if you don't have your education, if you don't have a, a focus on hospitality, it's it's make or break it for the customer. I've gone to highly considered the best brewery in the nation uh, multiple times. I went there with my girlfriend, and I went to I went happy eyes. I went advanced cisterone eyes, and I said these are the most complex barrel aged sours and big imperial stouts in the nation. I can't wait. And I had the worst experience of my entire existence as a guest. And I sat there and I said, 
I'm next time we come into this awesome town, I'm 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 gonna go hit up that other brewery that we had a really experience a really awesome experience who was able to give me a little bit of the oh this saison we used uh even just Britannomyces. Absolutely no way plot twist, but you were able to give me that little nugget. And oh, this is actually the fourth time we've done blank Imperial Stout. That little small education went so much more. And yeah, I mean, to this day, I, I, I sit back and I say, you could, you could have the highest awards, you could have the biggest accolades, but if you're not able to have that human-to-human guest experience, you've lost a long-time guest and you left a sour taste. And not just sour because it's a sour beer, but just a sour taste, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, it's just like if, you know, if you're a celebrity, you know, be good to other people yeah. and don't don't be that guy that runs over puppies with your lamborghini it's just no one likes you yeah and also <laughs> have have a little slack on your famous people uh we're famous people uh because i've had people come up to me and i'm just, and like i'm exhausted and they're like oh chris tell me something new and i was like okay so i like oh like help them out i've, I've kevin hart i was 10 seconds Kevin Hart uh, went into it and he was like, yeah, I go through LAX and someone yells, hey, Kevin Hart, tell us a joke. And when you're not on it, you're not on it. So just have a little bit of slack with uh, people when they're off the clock. But uh, I don't know if that's an important segment, but yes, it's very important. Well, but it, it's out there now. So, uh, yeah, the, um, every, everyone, everyone needs a moment. Um, yeah. So there we go. Um, okay, the the wind down series. We've just got a few minutes left. Um, if you could be the king of the beer world for a day, what's the first thing you would change? Um, Flanders Reds being more popular, um, that'd be my uh, king king of the day. I would uh, way better washer machines so that you get cleaner glassware. Okay, ooh, that's a good one. Um, and uh, you, and before we uh, jump on uh, uh, Tesla's rocket to Mars to colonize and start the first brewery there, uh, you you get to choose your last <laughs> meal and your last beer before we leave the Earth. What's it going to be? Ooh, um, it is going to be a it's going to be a Yingling Lager um, with uh, thirty cent chicken wings. Um, whole family there possibly a bar where you smoke um it's gonna be ideally my mom my dad uh, my girlfriend uh, my sisters it's just gonna be one of those whole comfort pennsylvania reading pennsylvania give me a pitcher of yingling yingling lager old america's oldest brewery and the crispiest chicken wings you could possibly find uh blue cheese on the side celery carrots that's 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 the that's the epitome in my opinion wow Fantastic. Thank you for your specificity. Um, uh, so you've got a lot of experience, a lot of knowledge, but when you put that all together, why does good beer matter? Good beer matters um, because it's energy, it's it's attention to detail that was created by someone else. Um, someone's art, someone's passion. Good beer matters because they really devoted their stewardship and their their mentorship this is years of accumulated knowledge to create something special so have a reverence for it have a put in the refrigerator pour, pour it into that really nice glass really make it into something because 
this beer meant something to someone. Um, the least you can do is appreciate it, enjoy it, enjoy it with great company and give it a, give it a, a better reverence. Um, and especially when it's a delicious beer and if, and also if, if it's not, if you're not, I, I, I was, I was really, uh, I hated this one beer and I said, Oh, that's a gross beer. And someone almost smacked me in the faces at a very young age of mine. And they said, no, it's not a gross beer. It's, and I'd never say that ever again. It's a beer that you are not at your time able to appreciate. Someone really cared about this beer. Someone really thought about this. Someone adjusted the water for this. You just don't have the palate yet to appreciate it. So learn to understand that possibly the beer that you're currently enjoying is not the one that you can appreciate, but you know that someone really tried to make that a high quality beer. Ideally, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Uh, and my response to that would be Moon Rocks. Right, hundred yeah. percent. Yep, Moon Rocks. There you go. That's yep. our inside. That's next time we hang out and we have a beer. Uh, I'm just gonna say, oh man, and I'm gonna say Moon Rocks. Moon Rocks. Jeremy. Moon yeah. Rocks. Moon Rocks. Well, in fact, I'm coming out your way in about a, a month or so, so I'll definitely come uh, find you and, and have a beer. But um, but I'll I'll catch you offline. We don't need to be on air to talk about that. Um, what I do want to talk about is how can listeners connect with you and learn more? Absolutely. Um, so you can connect with me with, uh, my, uh, Instagram it's Chris dot the beer educator. I also recently launched a website, Chris, the And just DM me, message me, um, comment, like, um, I'm an open book. I think education should be provided to everybody no matter um, which gender you identify with, which uh, skin color, religion, this is an all-open, all-inclusive uh, platform, and I'm ready to help you out if you know absolutely nothing about beer to the most savant master cicerone I've been in the industry for 50 years type of person. We can always learn from each other, so reach out to me. I'm always a, a click or a DM away. Perfect. And do you have a call to action or final words of wisdom for anyone listening? Uh, uh, no. Uh, good beer. No, absolutely not. Um, uh, <laughs> read, read your read your beer books. Uh, dust off the beer Bible. Dust off tasting beer. There's so much information that's at the palm of our hands. Take your time. Have a nice beer. Read a book. And Learn a little bit more. There's always something to, to learn. I call it action. Read. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, Chris, thank you so much for coming on to the Good Beer Matters podcast. And I appreciate the work that you're doing. I especially appreciate the work you, that you're doing. And uh, I'm looking forward to that beer. It's going to be an exciting one. Jeremy, thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much for your energy. Cheers, my friend. Cheers, bud. As all of you know, I'm a fan of better education, not for the sake of knowing more than others, but because I believe that as beer professionals, we have a duty to guide consumers to better experiences and pass the torch to those who will come after us. Are you with me? In the next episode, we dive into the evolution and style of beer with the woman who wrote the book on the subject. Good Beer Matters is a show about great beer, great friends, and the experiences we create together but it's also about better beer education so you can level up your game. 
So if you're a beer and food professional or even a beer enthusiast, then please subscribe to Good Beer Matters podcast and go to goodbeermatters.net for more resources and next steps. After that, grab a beer, hang out with friends, and let the world open up. Thank you for listening. Cheers. Cheers.